Dalgetty leaned back against the smooth stone, looking at the woman who was unemotionally counting how many clips she had in her pouch. The thin drenched tunic and slacks showed a very nice figure. What's your name? he asked. Casimir, she answered, without looking up. First name, I mean. Mine is Simon. Elena, if you must know. Four packs a hundred rounds plus ten in the chamber now. If we have to shoot them all, we'd better be good. These aren't magnums, so you have to hit a man just right to put him out of action. Well, shrugged Dalgetty, we'll just have to lumber along as best we can. I hope we don't make ashes of ourselves. Oh, no. He couldn't tell whether it was appreciation or dismay. At a time like this, too. It doesn't make me very popular, he agreed. Everybody says, to elm with me. But as they say in France, we are alone now, mon chéri, and trees a crowd. Don't get ideas, she snapped. Oh, I'll get plenty of ideas, though I admit this isn't the place to carry them out. Dalgetty folded his arms behind his head and blinked up at the sky. Man, could I use a nice tall mint julep right now? Elena frowned. If you're trying to convince me you're just a simple American boy, you might as well quit, she said thinly. That sort of, of emotional control in a situation like this only makes you less human. Dalgetty swore at himself. She was too damn quick, that was all and her intelligence might be enough for her to learn. Will I have to kill her? He drove the thought from him. He could overcome his own conditioning about anything, including murder if he wanted to, but he'd never want to. No, that was out. How did you get here, he asked. How much does the FBI know? Why should I tell you? Well, it'd be nice to know if we can expect reinforcements. We can't, her voice was bleak. I might as well let you know. The Institute could find out anyway through its government connections, the damned octopus. He looked into the sky. Dalgetty's gaze followed the curve of her high cheekbones. Unusual face. You didn't often see such an oddly pleasing arrangement, the slight departure from symmetry. We've wondered about Bertrand Mead for some time, as every thinking person has, she began tonelessly. It's too bad there are so few thinking people in the country. Something the Institute is trying to correct, Dalgetty put in. Elena ignored him. It was finally decided to work agents into various organizations. I've been with Thomas Bancroft for about two years now. My background was carefully faked, and I'm a useful assistant. But even so, it was only a short while back that I got sufficiently into his confidence to be given some inkling of what's going on. As far as I know, no other FBI operative has learned as much. And what have you found out? Essentially the same things you were describing in the cell, plus more details on the actual work they're doing. Apparently the Institute was onto Meade's plans long before we were. It doesn't speak well for your purposes, whatever they are, that you haven't asked us for help before this. The decision to kidnap Dr. Ty was taken only a few weeks ago. I haven't had a chance to communicate with my associates in the force. There's always someone around, watching. The setup's well arranged, so that even those not under suspicion don't have much chance to work unobserved once they've gotten high enough to know anything important. Everybody spies on everybody else and submits periodic reports. She gave him a harsh look. So, here I am. No official person knows my whereabouts. 
and if I should disappear it would be called a deplorable accident. Nothing could be proved, and I doubt if the FBI would ever get another chance to do any effective spying. But you have proof enough for a raid, he ventured. 